Hello. You're on mute. Yo, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Not too bad. Let's get rolling. Welcome to the final edition of the Lions Football Show. I'm your host, Lance Cartelli. Joining me today for the final time, Ryan Peterson. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, good morning. A little bit of a crazy college football news today, huh? Yeah, the USC-UCLA news are going to the Big Ten uh, as early as 2024. Super League is in sight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty weird that they're just going to be on the West Coast, and the most Western team to them is Nebraska. Um, you know, it's uh, glad they're not moving this year with all those, like you said, those uh, flight cancellations. So that would make yeah. it a that would make it a, a, lot, a lot of canceled games, but um, or postponements, but at least not till twenty twenty four tentatively. So, yeah, some some interesting Crazy. big noon kickoffs: UCLA versus Northwestern. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to make some bold predictions for the upcoming NFL season. We're kind of in a dead time, so it's a good time to look ahead and make some fun predictions and be totally wrong. Uh, and <laughs> no one will call us on it or anything. I'm good at that. Uh, so. Same here. Um, and we can talk a little news, too. Uh, let's start with the news. Uh, Terry McLaurin signed a fat new contract three-year deal with the Washington Commanders. What do you think about that? Was it a smart move? It's the uh, what it's the the Bible narrative is uh, alive and well, right? It is strong. <laughs> yeah, the Wentz, yeah, the horse is strong with Wentz. Um, yeah, that's man. He, he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL, so he definitely he definitely deserves it. Um, if you're a John Dotson owner, you know, sorry, but um, yeah, he's sticking around with three more years, so uh, well deserved. He, he's you know scary Terry for a reason, so. Um, yeah, Commander's got uh, – I'm sure they're pretty happy with extending him and he's not leaving. So, um, yeah, I like the move a lot for the Commanders. It's a very – obviously really talented receiver. So what do you think, Lance? Yeah, they needed some good PR too. So this was a, a good move for them in multiple fronts. I, you know, Personally, I wanted him to get traded so he could actually play with a good quarterback yeah. and really see him fully in scary Terry mode. But uh, I think – you know, it's a short-term deal, so hopefully he can get another contract. But, yeah, I think it's something they had to do. They really didn't have a lot of weapons on offense. You know, Curtis Samuel's always hurt. You got Dotson as a rookie who is a smaller guy who's lighting it up reportedly, but uh, pads are not on yet, so don't want to jump the gun there. But with Terry there as the number one receiver, that's really going to help Wentz. That's probably the best receiver that Wentz has ever played with. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, should uh you know, I'm hoping to see Terry kind of take this game to the next level, next level, and not have to DJ more it. Yeah, yeah, definitely have to you know figure out what to do with uh, DJ Moore as far as the Panthers go. Um, with the Darnold's not going to be started there, so yeah, hopefully they don't run into that same situation. I I agree. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll actually talk about that. I have some bold predictions about that uh, coming up. Uh, In the next piece of news, Gronk retired uh, for the second time. Uh, Retired, in quotes. Yeah, that that was my question to you. Do you think this is uh, a a real retirement, or I don't want to go to training camp and play the first month of the season retirement? It's I don't want to sweat it out in Tampa heat again. 
like just like I didn't do last year. So yeah, I think he don't blame him. I think he returns like maybe week six or week eight when they're, you know, if the offense isn't moving and Godwin's not back and Russell Gage isn't isn't the the off season fantasy darling that everyone's predicting him to be. So um, if yeah, you know, if Brady flashes the Gronk signal down the in Florida, then yeah, I think he usually comes back. But um, especially if this is his final season again so yeah i think i think he comes back probably like week six what do you what do you, what do you think yeah I, I mean even his agent was like yeah if brady calls he'll probably come back so i'm with you i don't think this is a, a full-time retirement uh, if they call around you know like thanksgiving i think gronk would come back anything earlier than that maybe not just because it is a long grueling season but if they're in the especially if they're in the title hunt which they should be uh yeah i think he comes back mm-hmm and finally, uh, last piece of news that we're going to hit uh, real quick. Baker Mayfield trade talks are heating up. Where do you think he lands? Is it going to be Seattle? Is it going to be with uh, Carolina? Is it going to be some wild card team? What do you think? Hmm. I think I think he might go to Carolina, um, especially if, if uh, I mean, this might be Matt Rule's kind of his, his final, you know, show me type of situation, you know, whether they're going to be anything or not. I could see Carolina, you know, obviously you could see Seattle, but Seattle, I don't really know what, if they're just going to run the ball a lot, that's kind of a, that's not really a great thing for Baker. if He's trying to prove himself to other suitors. I could see Carolina more. And then, you know, you got DJ Moore, you got other, other receivers to work with. So I I could see that being a little more appealing. Uh, what, What do you think? Well, that's the perfect segue to my first bold prediction. Uh, for this upcoming season. I say Baker Mayfield is traded to the Seahawks and wins uh, eight-plus games for mm. Seattle. Mm. Uh, I We've heard that the Panthers you know, almost made the trade. They were haggling over price during the 2022 NFL drafts, but couldn't quite agree on how much money Cleveland would eat. But I think Seattle swoops in and steals Mayfield. It just makes more sense. They, they have a more talented roster, more win-now roster. Pete Carroll's older. Um, so I think, I think, uh, and you know, the quarterback situation is really, I mean, they're both really bad, but Mm. the, uh, Carolina drafted Matt Corral traded up for him. So you would just be burying Corral as a second or third stringer. Don't think that makes a ton of sense, even though I agree they're trying to save their jobs out there in Carolina, but I think Seattle's just a little more motivated with how bad their quarterback situation is. But I think Baker can come in be a league average quarterback when he's healthy um, he'd have better weapons in Seattle than he did in Cleveland with uh, DK and Tyler Lockett. Uh, they just acquired Noah Fant. So I think Mayfield is going to have a chip on his shoulder that I think will really motivate him. And I can see him kind of coming in and really elevating the Seahawks to maybe not like a playoff contender, but I think they can win eight or nine games. What do you think? Just uh, it always seems like Baker has like a permanent chip on his shoulder for just, yeah, just, I, just I, because it's, it's just, just a huge an angry dude. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense too. Um, especially if, you know, yeah, like, like Pete's, I don't know how much longer he wants to stick around for, especially if they're a rebuild. And then, um, yeah, and Gino and Drew Locke aren't exactly your, your greatest, uh, quarterbacks going into a season. And then exactly. Carolina, same, same thing with Sam Darnold. And then, uh, oh my God, like uh, PJ Walker, I'm assuming he's still there. So, um, but Seattle makes a lot of sense too. You got better, uh, better, but 
Um, got great receivers. Um, yeah, although I heard, I think it was a PFF or whatever, ranked Seattle as the worst line in the league. So that's that doesn't help. But, I mean, Baker can move, so like you said, especially when he's healthy. So you might have to kind of scramble, especially with this division. It's going to be really tough. But, um, the problem with uh, Baker, so, though, is he takes so many sacks, so putting him behind that Seattle yeah. line is, is a little scary. But Seattle has definitely tried to at least upgrade the offense line. It's kind of funny they did that now that Russell Wilson's gone. And even they've already, you know, scorched earth of Cleveland. So it's like, where do you go now? So you just kind of have to choose or sign or get traded or whatever. Because I think I think Cleveland's moved on clearly. So yeah, yeah, he's down there. They're preparing for for set or whoever they have in case Watson gets a full year or a half year or whatever. It's going to happen with that. So um, it's kind of Baker just, you know, he needs needs some more commercial time. Collect those extra, yeah. extra pesos because the. I think Stafford. I think Stafford overtook him uh, as oh, the really? new. Oh yeah, he did. Just, oh. the, he keeps like I mean I don't know about you, but every time I watch TV, I see that Stafford AT and T commercial, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's killer. I, I can't yeah. stand it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've noticed I'm not seeing as many Baker progressive commercials. So yeah, I wonder if they'll get a new person because uh, Jimmy G is. You know, he's getting the subway commercials. I wonder who takes the progressive commercials or maybe Baker has more time and they, uh, they up it. Yeah. He, uh, depends on how much, uh, his contract is left with the uh, yeah. progressive. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what's your first bold prediction? My first bold prediction. And you've, if you've been a listener to this pod recently, I've been a big fan of what the, the lions are doing. Mm. I think they're I think they're a playoff team. Um, nice. I think they bear, I think they squeak in. It's I know it's not exactly the, the best defense and well they're improving at least, but um you can't really trust Jared Goff, but you know, maybe maybe they are finally building around their line. They got some talented receivers and and you got uh DeAndre Swift. So I think my bold prediction, especially with the North not being as good as it used to be, um I I think they're I think they're a playoff team. Uh, what do you think, Lance? That, that's definitely very bold. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I yeah. I think the Lions will be improved, but to make that kind of jump, I know the NFC isn't as deep as the AFC, but that means a t- either the well, – let's go through the who we think probably makes the playoffs. The Rams make the playoffs. The Bucks make the playoffs. The Packers make the playoffs. And then either the Cowboys or Eagles. So that's your four division winners. Nice. So that means either the uh, – Potentially, so maybe the Niners are a wild card team, but that's what like either the Niners, Saints, Vikings, or Eagles or Cowboys doesn't make it, and they mm-hmm. steal one of those spots. So they have to overtake those teams. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be tough, but there's always a team that really comes out of nowhere. And yeah, like like you said, the 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 Lions have really done a nice job building. And then I, if they can get Jameson Williams back uh, mm-hmm. earlier than expected, I think that'll really help the offense and everything. But that. That would be quite the reclamation project, and then I'd hope we get a Jared Goff uh, versus the Rams revenge game playoff mm, right. game. That'd be fun. That would be that would definitely be fun. Um, and, and even if it doesn't work out, next year's draft is going to be offensively going to be amazing. So they could take a quarterback, and then I mean, watch out. Lions are yeah the, the, in, in the in the Motor City. So the only problem is they're when you build your roster before your quarterback. You, uh, they're probably going to be too good to be one, like a bottom five team, especially 
if we think they make uh, a substantial leap in everything. So they'd have to trade up, but you're much more willing to trade up. Like the Niners are much more willing to give up first rounders because they already had a talented team too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to my second bold prediction. Uh, Let's go with the Steelers have their first losing season in the Mike Tomlin era. He's been there. He's been there since 2007. Obviously teams never had a losing season, but you know, life comes at you fast, especially in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's sounding sounding more and more likely that Mitch Trubisky is going to be the week one starter, rookie first rounder. Kenny Pickett still adapting the NFL. Uh, could be a little bit of a learning curve for him. Is Trubisky an upgrade over the corpse of Big Ben? You know, maybe you can have an argument for that, but uh, I think they, no matter who starts, they have the worst quarterback in an improved division, especially if Watson isn't suspended for the entire season. Still think it's a really playoff level defense, but they really need to be more explosive on offense to have a winning record and compete for a playoff spot. And I just can't see it, especially with Lamar Jackson being healthy. You got the Bengals and um, uh, like with the Browns, if, if Watson can play, like all those teams are better and more talented, I think right now. What do you think? Yeah. I, even if Watson doesn't play, they got percent. They're still pretty decent. So yeah, they, I would put percent. I probably, yeah. you know, Brissett and Trubisky, they're like neck and neck, you know, yeah. on who's who's better. But it's still not what you want. Then, you know, if they if Cleveland traded for a Jimmy G, then I would put him as the third best quarterback in that division ahead of Trubisky. I mean, other other teams have worse quarterback situations, than like we just went, mentioned with the you know Seattle and Carolina. So I'm sure they'd be totally fine with Jacoby Brissett at this rate. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I, it, that's just so weird that if, if the Steelers say, yeah, don't make the playoffs, or they're like, oh my god, they actually have a losing season and for the first time ever. So <laughs> um, now, if you see Tomlin having a losing season, do you think he's he's out in Pittsburgh or are they? No, no, no. Yeah. He's he's. I mean, he that's he can stay as long goal. as he wants. Yeah, yeah. You can't just, especially after one down season and everything, you can't yeah. do that and. He is, you know, a top five coach, Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning coach, and he's beloved by his players. And the Steelers just don't knee jerk reaction like that either. Mm, yeah, they're pretty. They're a pretty loyal franchise, to, especially yeah. their head coaches, obviously Coward. Yeah, um, I think they so, could they could go zero and seventeen, and his job would be fine. Wow, that's also a bold prediction too. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they go. I, my bold prediction: Steelers win a game. Yeah. <laughs> Going on the limb there. Um, yeah, no, that, that's interesting. Um, especially, I mean, it's any upgrade over just old Big Ben is with, you know, Trubisky and Pickett is, is a big one. But um, but they're still, you know, kind of average. So, um, yeah, no, I like that one a lot. That's, a, that's an interesting one, definitely. Let's go to your second bold prediction. What do you got? My second bold prediction, I think... Nikki Bosa overtakes Aaron Donald for Defensive Player of the Year. Hell yeah. Uh, I figured you'd like that one. Um, I, you know, I, I think Bosa is just so freaking good. And then it's, it's going to be it's going to be tough. But um, I mean, it's he's this, you know one of their centerpieces in defense. And you know, he's going to help the Niners win a lot of games, hopefully. Um, and I think he uh, Donald's getting a little a little older, not that much. He's still one of the best defensive players in leagues, but I think Nicky Bosa overtakes him. What do you, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I, I definitely think he's in the mix. We talked about it in one of our previous podcasts, but I, there's definitely a legitimate argument for that. They, 
have upgraded on the defensive line. So I don't think people can, or teams can really double team Bosa. If they do, then they're, they've got to deal with a lot of other stuff, which I think the Niners would be fine with. But yeah, I think, you know, he's, he may, if he, especially if he doesn't get this contract uh, before the season starts, he's going to be really motivated. And so as long as he stays healthy, I, I mean, he's going to get 15 plus sacks and the Niners are projected to have one of the better defense in the NFL. So if the Niners are, Say the Niners, say the Rams do have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover that, you know, it's a long season and they're older and the Niners overtake them. Then I think that's a huge argument uh, for the Niners, especially if the the defense is good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If they can, uh, if they can um, definitely overtake the Rams there, that's, that's a big, big move there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Let's go to my third bold prediction i've got the jaguars winning the afc south okay yeah the worst team in the nfl the last two seasons is going to be a lot better this season just by default uh but i think they can really compete for the division crown a lot of things have to happen though trevor lawrence needs to make a leap in year two and if he does there's an argument that he's the best quarterback in that division and they might have went on an ill-advised spending spree but they are improved roster just because they didn't sign elite talent doesn't mean they didn't get better uh so i think both upgrades on both sides of the ball huge upgrade uh with the super bowl winning coach and doug peterson the afc south not that stacked it's not like the afc west where you've got three or four really good teams the titans i think take a step back without aj brown texans are still rebuilding the jaguars biggest competition is probably the colts who are the favorites but matt ryan isn't getting any younger darius leonard recovering from back surgery so, you know, maybe it's not likely, but I definitely think there is a possibility that the Jaguars go worst to first. Yeah, no, it's that's I, that's definitely realistic. I mean, especially if the Colts kind of show their age, um, Texans aren't going to do anything this year. They're they're building for next year. Um, and then Tennessee is taking a step back. They're, they got to rely on Derrick Henry a lot more this year, especially. In, and now he's got those foot problems. Yeah, um, and, and and Tannehill, his last game looked awful. Tannehill's not; I, he's done after this year with Tennessee. So um, yeah. maybe Willis replaces him. I, I don't know about that, but um, no, nah, he's he's done. This is this, this is his final year. I don't know if that's a bold prediction or not. Probably not. But yeah, um, I think it counts. Why not? It's a it's a two point five. We'll go with yeah. With Tannehill. Tannehill is his <laughs> final year, and wow, yeah, going out the big win there, Petey. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that a lot, man. I mean, Doug Peterson knows what the hell he's doing. I mean, they got a huge mulligan from last year. What a train wreck that was. But uh, I think that's, that's realistic, man. They got, they got a lot of talent there in, in Duval County. So, um, that's, that's not, you know, not that uncertain. I, they could totally overtake the Titans and then the, the favorites with Indianapolis, especially, if, you know, say something ha- happens to, to aging Matt Ryan and, I don't even know who their backup is. So it's not, it's not a, it's not that far fetched. Yeah. Uh, we will see if that happens. Let's yeah. hear your third bold prediction. I think the third one for me, I think Saquon Barkley not only gets comeback player of the year, but he wins the leading rusher from scrimmage. Nice. Okay. Go. I mean, the, the giants are going to be a lot better this year. They got Brian Dable. Uh, Saquon's going to be hundred percent. Um, he's going to thrive with that, with that offense, especially seeing what, again, what Dayball did with the bills. 
I mean, I don't see any reason why he couldn't do what he did with the Giants now. So, um, especially if Danny Dimes is not, you know, what he was supposed to be if he just, you know, gives it to Saquon or just kind of, you know, you know, throws those, you know, receiving reception yards for, for Saquon. I could see him uh, not just being comeback player of the year, but maybe uh, being the, the yardage leader. What do you think? Yeah, I'm totally with you. I think that's a good prediction. Uh, he in his realm of possibilities is him being the number one running back again. He doesn't really have much competition. Like you mentioned, they had a huge upgrade just talent wise, and I don't think there's a bigger upgrade coaching wise than what the Giants did. Maybe the Jaguars, who we just talked about. But uh, yeah, I think I think Saquon's going to get a lot of touches. I think they probably don't re-sign him, so they're going to you know run him into the ground. And I think he's going to get a lot of a lot of dump off passes and everything. The one pushback I'd say maybe on rushing leader is Dable with the bills threw the ball 70% of the time, but he also doesn't have Josh Allen under center. So they might just rely on that more. So I think him being yardage leader makes more sense than maybe rushing leader. But yeah, I I think comeback player of the year and being like the number one, you know, running back in fantasy is definitely in his possibilities. So I like that one. And it definitely, uh, That'll help is if especially if the Giants don't bring him back. I mean that helps his free agency status too. Yeah, so absolutely, I mean, and he'll be hitting it at twenty five, twenty six years old. So he's yeah, he's got a payday in him. And it's hard to get reliable free agent running backs now these days. So I mean, man, he he could get a good payday to go to I don't know whoever team is looking for running backs. So, someone would pay everybody. Him. So yeah, someone yeah. would pay him. Yeah. So. Uh, let's go to my fourth, my penultimate bold take for this upcoming season. Uh, Sean Payton is hired to replace Mike McCarthy. Not a bold prediction, but what is bold, it's by mid-season. Mm. Mm. So okay. the Cowboys Super Bowl window closing real fast. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy hasn't been able to elevate the roster. They've got blue chip talent on both sides of the ball. NFC East rivals are getting better now. Um, and I think Dallas' previous mistakes of extending Ezekiel Elliott, waiting to pay Dak Prescott, and hiring McCarthy are all coming back to bite Big D in the the D, I guess. Uh, but the the Jones family, I think, is going to reach their their breaking point this year uh, if the Cowboys don't come out on fire, which is a real possibility with the lack of talent that or the t- loss of talent and then the injured players. So I think there just happens to be a perfect candidate who wants to get back in the the coaching market. Sean Payton was almost the the Dolphins head coach, but instead he's going to do TV for some big money. But I think he'll get that itch to return, and I could see Peyton just coming in by like week six, week eight, or something, and and really taking over and using it kind of to build up to next season. You know, hit the ground running a little bit. It's you don't really see it, but I could I could definitely uh, envision him coming in. You know, like November. That's a what do that's you think? a fun one. That's a fun one for sure because. Uh... I mean, Jerry Jones loves his, you know, loves his news. So um, definitely, if, uh, it would be earlier than, than anyone would probably assume. I think everyone kind of knows, not knows, but um, I think it's like a foregone like, conclusion. Yeah, that he's gonna that, like he's retiring, and then like it's Mike McCarthy. So like, what a, what a better transition than the than the guy who used to work with Bill Parcells in Dallas. And exactly. Like yeah, Payton. he used to coach there. Yep. Yeah. So it makes you already have a building relationship with with Jerry. So um, no, that makes that makes total sense. I, I that would be totally crazy if he just like kind of pulls a Gronk and just comes in, and just like oh, I got it from here, Mike. Like take care, have a good 
that's a good retirement. So yeah, I it's it's, it's going to happen. I, Sean Payton's going to be the coach sooner or later. So um, it's bold. It's bold definitely for midseason, but I mean that would be also really fun too. <laughs> so it, it'd be I a huge mean, story. It'd be really interesting because yeah. you you don't have an off season to implement anything. You'd probably just kind of be like a figurehead and let Kellen Moore just continue running everything while you mm. get stuff ready, but. You know, the Cowboys do weird stuff. And I, I mean, if they have to fire somebody and go interim, maybe they go Gus Bradley, maybe they go Kellen Moore, but why not, you know, make it a little spicy and, and mm. bring in Sean Payton? Yeah. No, that's, that'd be crazy. What's your fourth bold prediction? Number four, and it's probably not that huge of a bold, bold prediction, but I think the Bears are going to be the worst team in the NFL. Ooh, okay. I think that's pretty bold. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Atlanta and you got, you know, maybe Seattle or Carolina, but the Bears mm-hmm. just did absolutely nothing to help Justin Fields. It's going to be a long year. Um, they got rid of Khalil Mack and then uh, Hicks. Hicks is gone. They only have Darno Mooney as their number one receiver. They got that Vilas Jones dude who's like 25 as a rookie. Yeah. Yep. And then they got Byron Pringle, who's decent, um, but he was never anything better than a number three KC. So, um, yeah, he's decent wide, as like a, a wide receiver yeah. four, you know, you're not yeah. your wide receiver two. If you're looking for like a sneaky like waiver, or like a you want to throw away a fourth or something for Pringle, that's, you know, if you're especially yeah. if you're all in this season, that's not bad. So, yeah. Um, now, whether he'll get the ball, uh, Fields is running for his life every play, you know, that's, that's more of like, a, ooh, okay, I like Fields to get a lot of, uh, receiving uh i'm sorry receive rushing yards every game but yeah they're going to be pretty trash this year it's going to be a long year in the in the uh, in the midway so um what do you think lance i think uh i definitely think it's possible uh mm-hmm. it would it would definitely like they have one of the worst rosters in the nfl but i think if fields really is talented he should be able to you know will them to four to five wins and get them out of that number one pick territory, but I mean, I'm not shooting it down. Like they could really just be awful. Fields might not make a leap and the, they have this brand new coaching staff that might suck. Mm. So uh, I think that's really interesting. And then if that does happen, uh, what happens with fields? Does he get traded and the bears then draft Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, or do they go after Will Anderson and and keep fields? It's going to be tough. You know, if they are the worst team to to kind of back fields, but then he becomes a really interesting trade candidate. So I think that would, you know, the the aftershocks of all that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, and he's got Cole Komet too, but I mean, still, if it, also oh, it's a worst, it's awful. It's, it's an awful roster. Of lines besides like Seattle and Carolina. So yeah, um, they still don't even know who their starting left tackle is. Like it's Atlanta. yeah, yeah. It's Ooh. I mean, Atlanta has a really like one of the worst rosters, but they, I think their coaching staff is pretty decent because they had one of the worst rosters last year and still got seven wins. Mm-hmm. So um, this, yeah, this we, bears team, they're going to be bad. We've already listed off like the top five picks next year. And I assuming some, I don't know that have the picks in front of me, but um, that's already four teams right there. We've already listed that are going to be in the running for 2023 draft. So, yeah, let me look and see. So, yeah, I have Atlanta as the worst team next year. I think Atlanta, you know, Seattle, depending on who their quarterback is, I think will be bad. Houston will be bad. Carolina will be bad. Um, Chicago. Wow. Uh, 
And then, yeah, then it's, that's really it. Like you could yeah. make an argument for the, maybe the giants or Jacksonville or the jets in Washington, but I think everything else is like at least like a six win team from that. So that's already like a, what an eighth of the league is already ready for next year. And we haven't even started the season yet. <laughs> oh, we got one, two, three, about five teams. At least at least five teams definitely rebuilding and wow. upwards maybe upwards of like eight. So that's like a third of the league or a quarter of the league. Mm. Uh let's go to my yeah. final bold prediction. Uh here's another one that may not sound too bold in the beginning, but it is. This is Tom Brady's final year with the Buccaneers, Ooh. but it's not his last year in the NFL. Okay. So, you know, I was just talking uh, about uh you know, Tom Brady and he was almost with the Dolphins and Sean Payton. That almost happened. Uh, a lot of reporting on that, that they almost traded for him and gave him part ownership of the team. But it's pretty obvious the GOAT didn't want to go back to Tampa. He had his contract status and the Bucks' unwillingness to trade him forced him back, either that or retiring. But I think uh, this sets up what most people believe is his final season in the league. But he's going to be a free agent in the offseason, and he was arguably the best quarterback in the NFL last year. And so I think if Tua is bad and doesn't really take a step under Mike McDaniel, they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. They've already, the Dolphins have already almost traded for him. So I think we could see a, him, you know, take his talents to South Beach uh, for the end of his so-called career. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, especially you've seen all those rumors of him, uh, Wanting to go to the Dolphins already, but he's stuck around with the uh, with Tampa. Um, I mean, man, he's just so freaking competitive. He just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be a permanent stay at home dad. So, yeah, um, I think he's gonna have to get Peyton Manning t- to really leave, or unless you know yeah. he just gets bored eventually, or wants to you know finally make more money with that Fox deal. But mm-hmm. I, it feels like as long as he is upright and can throw, that he's gonna stick around. Man, it just. It, the diet or the genetics or whatever it is, man, it's freaking working. Cause I would love I to think do it's, that at 45. I think it's a lot. <laughs> I think it's a lot of that. And it's a lot of, you know, advancement in just technology and recovery. A lot of, a lot of stretching, a lot of stretching, which and I need to do stretch. more of. Yes. Yeah. I mean, too, I think I pulled the scapula again, but um, no, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, I could totally see him maybe even going to Miami or, you know, another team that's going to just give him whatever he wants. So, and if, if, if it was so weird with Arians retiring and now it's, it's uh, going to be Todd Bowles. So it's Todd yeah. Bowles. Yeah, Todd, Todd Bowles. So, you know, that's not as, not as fun as Arians, even though he's, he's, he's there as like a mentor role, but you know, I wonder if it's just really just, Arians just doesn't want to be in the sidelines. He's just going to be like Todd, like, okay, run this play. Like, okay, Todd. Do this, oh, he's do just this. a, so I mean, he's not, he's not run, yeah. a part He's not a part of anything. This was yeah. to get him to retire, quote unquote, retire, so Brady can come back. And mm-hmm. so we'll give you a nice seven fig salary to be a consultant in the, in the front office, and you never come mm-hmm. in. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me S- same. I, I, yeah, I think that's a that's a really good prediction. I like that a lot, Lance. Let's go with your final prediction. I think the final one. I think you're going to like this a lot, and maybe it's not that bold-ish, but I think it is. Um, I think the Cardinals missed the playoffs this year. I had that, and, and it got bumped because I had other juicier ones. So that was my yeah. sixth one. So, I, yeah, I like that one. So I figure it's not the you know not the sexiest one to end on, but I mean, it, it's I think it's a big one because we, we all expected the Cardinals to be this like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They got 
Kyler and they got D Hop and they got you know now they have Marquise Brown and and Cliff's a genius and all that stuff like that. But it's it's just such a you get a weird feeling and it's a it's a weird relationship with Kyler and, and Cliff and that whole organization with the, it, it, all it takes is just a little thing to go wrong and a, a, a chick in the, in the armor and everything just falls apart. And you can see that happening maybe with the, especially if, the, if their defense isn't that great and they got to come from behind every game. And if Kyler gets frustrated just a little bit, you, you see all the tantrums that he throws. So, and they don't have Hopkins for six games and now they got to rely on Rondale and, and Marquise and, uh, um, you know, Hollywood's reunited with, with uh, Kyler, but um, I, with competing with the Niners and the Rams, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, and, and there might be other NFC, team, NFC teams that are going to come out of nowhere. Um, like I mentioned with the Lions, but maybe that's a stretch. But um, again, it's a bold prediction. I think maybe the Lions take that final spot and not the Cardinals. We'll see. So what do you think, Lynn? Well, uh, since I had it on my list, I definitely agree with you. I actually had them. Uh, my prediction was their last in the NFC West, which is, Ooh, you know, yeah. almost the same. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think, you know, the offense is going to be good. Kyle, but if Kyler isn't paid, he's going to be disgruntled. I don't, he, I don't think he's like Baker where it's going to, like, motivate yeah. him. I think he's going to be more, like, sulky mm. and everything. But they don't have Hopkins, like you mentioned. I think the defense is a lot worse. The offensive line is a lot worse. Uh, the They've got AJ Green as their like number two receiver. They're pretty old. They really fell apart down the stretch Whoa. last year. So yeah. I expect the offense to be good, but the defense is gonna struggle, especially with no Chandler Jones. Um, I think their their defensive line, their pass rush is just gonna be really lacking. Um, the secondary is okay. Uh, so I, yeah, they have a lot of holes. Uh, the NFC West really good. You mentioned that, and if you know, say Baker does go to Seattle, then I think there's an argument Seattle could be better than Arizona. So I think this is a really interesting year in the desert for Arizona for sure. Yeah, and then uh, if you don't hope for this to happen, well, what do you do if James Conner goes down? He's had an injury history, so um, yeah. Then then you're relying Keontae on Eno. Ben- yeah, Keontae Ingram, Eno Benjamin, or Daryl Williams. Like there is not a clear cut backup, and they rely so much on their running game and everything. And Connor gets hurt. Like he, he does not. You said, especially now that he's older too. Like mm-hmm. he does not get through a season unscathed. So, yeah, uh, I Williams. expect him to miss a couple games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah he's, yeah. he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes getting him the ball anymore and everything. And he was, you know, he was mediocre in that uh, pass catcher role, anyways. That's why, that's why Kansas City let him go. Yep. He gone. Yep. Cool. Well, those are our ten and a half bold predictions uh, for the upcoming NFL season. Uh, That's going to wrap it up for uh, this episode and for our run uh, uh, at doing this podcast. Ryan, sincerely thank you for joining me these last couple months while we went through some changes and everything, but it was, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Anybody listening, which I doubt anybody is, but if you are, (laughs) you can uh, follow me at casually ginger, see what we're up to next. You know, Maybe this isn't goodbyes. Maybe it's I'll see you later, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Ryan, anything you want to – any farewell uh, words to depart? I mean, I've got pods in, but technically Joey's been hearing everything I've been saying. So we, we have so Walter, Yeah, Walter's been listening to me audience. too. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Big fans. Yeah, not totally true. We got some We got some key audience members here. They're very loyal, yeah. very dedicated. The, dozen, the dozens of listens we get. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Um, definitely gonna miss it. It's been, uh, 
as they said in SNL, uh, good times, good times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm at a LJ underscore PDPEDEY. If you uh, want to give a follow, and then Lance, obviously you got your your plugs. Yeah, at Casual Ginger, and uh, that's it. You don't have to follow me anywhere else. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, actually, you shouldn't follow me anywhere else. I yeah. I don't want you to, but, uh, yeah, that, that'll do it. Uh, thanks again to everybody who listened and thanks Colin for the money and the opportunity and that's it. All right. Bye everybody. All right. See you guys. Bye.